the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 17th, 2024. I'm Mike Clifford. Indiana will soon get a dedicated person to help farmers, ranchers, and other landowners apply for federal grants to help fight pollution and climate change. Last month, the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced it would hire 40 individuals as climate change fellows. They will be assigned to Indiana and other states to help people apply for what is known as REAP, the Rural Energy for America program. REAP has $2 billion in funding for clean energy projects. Anthony Kirkland with the USDA Rural Development Office in Indianapolis says Indiana's fellow will have specific tasks. Helping to provide guidance to the grant recipient or to the grant writer. They'll also be helping with evaluating the process of an application and helping with monitoring, making recommendations, providing advice to the coordinator. USDA officials said they saw a need to hire the Climate Change Fellows, or CCFs, after seeing an increase in applications. Kirkland says in Indiana, just one person is processing more than 60. The REAP program is part of President Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act. I'm Terry D. reporting. REAP is part of the Justice 40 initiative, an administration goal that 40 percent of the federal investments will go to marginalized communities. Now the latest on Trump time in the courthouse, as reported by CNN. Donald Trump attended the first day of his civil defamation trial, watching as a jury was selected to determine how much, if any, damages the former president must pay, E. Jean Carroll, for his 2019 defamatory statements about Carroll's sexual assault allegations. CNN reports Trump left the court before opening statements to travel to New Hampshire for a campaign event Tuesday evening, with the primary just a week away. And a new report from the Annie E. Casey Foundation shows while children of color in Iowa fare slightly better than their white peers nationally, in the state they are trailing them in nearly every area. The Race for Results report shows persistent gaps between kids of color and their white peers in safe places to live and play, access to affordable education from preschool to college, and the availability of training for the skills they need to make ends meet later in life. Common Good Iowa's Ann Disher says the state's children of color face disparate outcomes that jeopardize their well-being and says Iowa fares only slightly better than neighboring states. I think Iowans often expect to see themselves at the top of these kinds of lists, and we are better than average, but not by enough. Children of color represent one of every four kids in Iowa. I'm Mark Moran. This is Public News Service. Next to New Hampshire, a state that has the 18th most regressive state and local tax system in the country, according to a new report. The Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy finds the bottom 20% of earners pay three times more in taxes than the top 1%. Research director Carl Davis says the state's reliance on property taxes to fund government means some families are paying more to keep a roof over their heads. It can make it more difficult to put food on the table to keep the lights on. All these basic expenses, it really can create financial stress in the household. Davis says for those making less than $35,000 a year, nearly 9% of their income goes to state and local taxes, while those earning more than $700,000 pay less than 3%. I'm Catherine Carley reporting. Neighboring states, Vermont and Maine, not only offer refundable tax credits, but reserve their lowest overall tax rates for low-income families. Critics say these types of plans are a form of wealth redistribution, and they punish the wealthy. 
Meantime, the Idaho Coalition Against Sexual and Domestic Violence is taking part in a meeting with a U.S. health official this week to discuss ways to make the state safer against gender-based violence. Details now from Eric Tiganoff. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Assistant Secretary of Health, Admiral Rachel Levine, will be in Boise on Friday for a roundtable as the state legislative session gets underway. Idaho lawmakers have restricted rights for transgender and gender-expansive people in recent sessions, including a bill passed last year that bans gender-affirming care for young people. Levine calls this a concerning development. Like all Americans, transgender people need to be able to access care from their health care providers or any health challenge or any condition, as well as primary care and preventative care, but also gender-affirming care, and that's youth and adults. Idaho is one of 22 states that has banned gender-affirming care for minors. Levine is touring the country to assess the mental and behavioral health of members of LGBTQIA plus communities. Finally, Mike Bowen lets us know Congress poised to consider renewing the expanded child tax credit. This week, congressional leaders announced a bipartisan tax deal that includes a three-year extension of an enhanced child tax credit to make it more accessible to low-income households that typically don't qualify. It isn't as big of a credit as the temporary expansion that ended in 2021. But Zanna Berg, who leads Kid Count Data Efforts for South Dakota, says researchers found the initial credit led to spending on basic needs, suggesting a more modest approach this time will still help stabilize household budgets. Some did use the child tax credit to either pay down debt or save a little. She says that allowed households to be better prepared for unexpected expenses and stay afloat. This is by Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Here's some radio stations, big and small, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.